Welcome to Denzel Washington is the Greatest Actor of All Time, period, with Debbie Kamal Bell and Kevin Avery, and we promise to record this episode! We did. It's, it's really recorded. Yeah, hopefully. We actually <laughs> recorded this one. We, uh, I mean, if you're listening to it, the it jury's still out. We're, we're hoping it's recorded. We ho- we're hoping that's what that means. But as far as we can tell, this is an actual recording going into your ears and um about about denzel washington yeah so for those people who aren't aware uh welcome to denzel washington's the greatest actor of all time period i'm w kamal bell that's kevin avery mm-hmm. and last week we uh went to south by southwest to, to record an episode of the podcast the live podcast our second one ever kevin yeah. like had to work his schedule to be there i had to leave my wife and my two kids and go to south by southwest which i like promised for good every Wait, day i'm like what? i'll never come back here again what? Is everything okay? You had to leave them? Leave your oh, no, family? I, no, for good. Temporarily. I did not I did not, I did not uh, get a divorce and abandon my family for Dropbox. Okay. Uh, which, which or was for good the podcast? They, or the podcast. No, I'm not, I don't think I'm okay. going to do that for the podcast. I mean, I enjoy the podcast, but not that much. Uh, <laughs> but I, no, and if I had abandoned my family temporarily, I would have been screaming back, running screaming back to them because uh, we had a good show. Baron Vaughn was on it, and mm-hmm. we had... Uh, we had uh, Greg McLennan, who is who who works at uh, the Alamo Draft House, who's yeah. doing a thing called Denzel Watching Thon. Yeah, uh, we should actually just call him separately someday, just to talk to him about that. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He got screwed more than anybody because uh, the Dropbox. We well, were at the podcast saloon, and Dropbox <laughs> failed to record our podcast. They, uh, all I know is that we we recorded it. It went well. No, we no, we f- did it. We didn't record it. We did it. Oh, yeah, we did. Th- yeah, we did it. Sorry. Um, the episode uh, went well, or so we thought. And it, the funny thing is, you know, we did it at 1030, 10 or 1030 in the morning. And I remember thinking, in the morning, which, yeah. Like, yeah, oh, no, is, is anyone even going to show up? And it was full. It was, it was full. Yeah, we, we had, had a, it was, nice I mean, it was a small room, crowd. but we had we had people there, and there were black people there, which doesn't happen that much at South by Southwest. So definitely, mm-hmm. there were fans of ours there. There was a woman who drove five hours from yeah. uh, I forget where she came from, but she drove five. No, she got up at five in the morning. She to, got up at five in the morning to be well. She must have driven five hours because she got up at five in the morning. Yeah, it was ten thirty well, yeah. by the time she got there. I guess. Yeah. So I mean, uh, the the Denzelets came out. Um, we had. I, some, ga- I gave her my Denzel Washington T-shirt. My uh, my Denzel. Literally, I felt so bad. The shirt off your back because you were wearing that. Literally. And the next thing I know, yeah. uh, you were running around shirtless, which I thought was inappropriate. But yeah, for about two hours. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, we finished and then. Uh, you know, the nice lady from Dropbox, uh, said, Hey, um, listen, uh, they didn't record the episode. Little, little problem. Little, this, I, I don't know how big a deal this is, but we didn't actually record it. <laughs> she she was very nice. Is that a big deal for a podcast? She was very nice. I, you know, and I, we, I don't know what happened. Nice. I don't know what, there was some sort of breakdown in communication. Um, but we were. I love the fact uh, you said the engineer who was there seemed to love it. He just didn't he, hit the record button. Time of his life. I'm telling you, from where I was sitting, I could see he was facing me. He was outside with all the the sound equipment, and I I was like, well, he looks like he's enjoying it. And uh, uh, I was like, I'm hoping he's he's pressed all the right buttons, and he hadn't. And so. Uh, you know, we uh, we and then uh, what I said was because I was, I was, 
it it, it was it, uh, exhausting. To, you know, it was twenty four hours of ju- you just show up, you kind of run around. And yeah, do the you, thing. You'd, and fl- I, you'd flown in from New York. I'd flown in from the Bay Area. It's like yeah, South by I, Southwest. It's, it's I think degrees. it was a little. Yeah, I was a little uh, just in general kind of exhausted and overwhelmed, and and um, and so we did it. And I was like, oh, phew, great job. We, and we were happy with it, and it went well. And and so she told me that, and I was just like, all right. Okay, great. I instantly flashback to Brooklyn. <laughs> Which is I funny, because then you said to me, uh, remember that thing that happened in Brooklyn? Did I say that? <laughs> I yeah, did you because like, the, as you walked up, the, she said that to I was, me. I was I, smiling, I was hugging yeah. people, high-fiving people, shirtless. Oh, yeah. You would have thought, he, yeah, shirtless come out, running around, time of his life. And, uh, and <laughs> I just, I saw you out of the corner of my eye, and I went, all right, well, I, I want you to, you get to go ahead and tell him. <laughs> and, yeah. and then you walked up, and that, I guess that's when I said the Brooklyn thing. And and yeah, uh, remember, yeah, because she just looked like like you know like face broken, just like she uh, was horrified. I, I feel bad. We don't blame the engineer. It was not his fault. No. He was not told to hit the record button, which you no. know. I mean, as much as it sounds like it might be his fault, it was just a breakdown in communication. I don't blame that dude. But yeah. you would think that at the podcast saloon, everybody would record everything that was said in the microphone, since it is yeah. a podcast. And and we were the first podcast of the day, and I was like, well, at least every podcast after this will be recorded. Yeah, they probably yeah, just we, left the mics on all day. <laughs> they just recorded every, yeah. everything yeah. that happened the rest of that day, but yeah, they yeah. didn't get us. So uh, and come out, yeah, I remember called. you laughed. That was the your reaction was pure. Uh, I didn't even expect that, but then I was like, of course, uh, you just guffawed into laughter, and uh, you no, know, I just I couldn't stop laughing because I was like, because it's that thing where like it's so ridiculous, mm-hmm. and also like the other thing I think I was laughing about, I was like. I wasn't mad because I was like, we were trying to get, we were circling the wagons around Don Cheadle to get him on here. And we, I think we're going to get him on. We just have to, you know, let's just, just, let's pray to black Jesus, Denzel Washington that happens. But we, if we had gotten him on and it hadn't been recorded, then I would have been table flipping black guy. But I just, so I was yeah, like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was laughing because I was like, oh my God, thank God Don Cheadle was not here for an hour and a half talking about working with Denzel Washington. Cause then you, cause no offense, we can get Baron Vaughn back on. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Yeah, Baron happily will. You know, we're all part of the same. Uh, you know, Earwolf family and everything like that. So Bar- Baron's a friend. Yeah, he's, of on, ours. he's on the podcast with with Leonard Maltin. Yeah, the Leonard, the, and he was super so, yeah, funny. He, he was very funny, but yeah, he was we, very funny. We have Baron's number, but yeah, if, we have Baron, if, Yeah, yeah. If Don Cheadle had been on, I think that would have been. I would have set a fire to. Uh, no, I would have been. I just would. I would have gone full on. Like, all right. Well, I guess I'll start. I would have very calmly flipped every table and chair over. Just like, well, <laughs> I'm gonna start flipping tables and chairs yeah. over everybody. So just uh, be aware. Like, yeah. I would. <laughs> I would like but, to say this. So, I would like to say this yeah. though. For as frustrating as that as as frustrating as that was, uh, I would like to shout out and thank you to the people of Lustra Pearl, the staff there, because they were super nice. They, it, it's at ten thirty in the morning. You kind of expect people to be like, "What is this? What are we doing?" Blah blah blah, and kind of not giving a shit about you. And yeah. uh, the two ladies who were kind of running the room and in charge of setting things up for us were, and I'm I, I'm bummed out. I can't remember their names, but they were super nice and totally got us whatever they need, whatever we needed, whatever we asked mm-hmm. for. And we, I mean, we, you know. Would you like it this way? Or like they rearrange the furniture mm-hmm. for us, and oh, it was strike yeah. the couch, put the stools. They just yeah, a lot of up. work, a lot of work and resources were put into not recording our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. So, uh, so thank you to them, the Lustre Pearl staff. They were very cool. The bartender, but you know, you just expect people to be more surly. 
at 10 in the morning yeah. and they were super I think it's nice south by and, southwest you know. everybody's in like a it's 95 degrees at 10 in the morning and yeah I, I didn't get any sleep last night and i'm drunk right now <laughs> like yeah. it's like that the south by southwest haze that hits people but uh, yeah so you know and thanks to the fans that showed up we really appreciate you yes. appreciate you guys and it's just it's just in the ether only and no we asked if people we we sent out the thing about dating by bootleg it we haven't heard back from anybody uh, but yeah, so we, it's just in the ether, but we will, we're actually working on a very special episode with Baron Vaughn, hopefully something with his podcast. Mm-hmm. And also we, I think we should just call Greg on an upcoming podcast just to get the Denzel watching thon. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's a film festival at the Alamo draft house. I think it's April 11th where mm-hmm. he's going to show five Denzel Washington movies all day long and he won't tell people what they are. So we talk, we'll, he, we'll talk to him about that when we give him a call, but it's you know, just, in a sense, it's like his Austin top five area, list. You know what, what I mean? I said in it's a sense, like, it's like his own like t- yeah. his ultimate top five list, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I, but I think yeah. So we'll we'll see that. But anyway, uh, we're not here with that. We're not here to, to lament that. Today is Issa Rae Day on the podcast. Issa Rae Day. Uh, Issa Rae Day. Uh, you know, you know her from Misadventures of Awkward Black Girl, mm-hmm. and she's got a new show coming out on HBO called Insecure, and she's got a new podcast on Howl, our pod, mm-hmm. Howl FM, called Fruit, which she'll talk yeah. about. Uh, she's doing a lot of stuff. First of all, she's uh, let's just she's got all this stuff going on, but she's not just someone who's cranking out stuff. She's actually very funny yeah. and uh, yes. very talented. No, no, uh, nobody excused her of that, Kevin. Why did you say that? No, she's just I'm not, cranking out stuff. I'm just saying that because I, my introduction to Awkward Black Girl was I was in an office that might have been a totally biased. It wasn't totally biased, yeah. and. Yeah. I she was, heard she was, a, she was an early totally biased guest. Yeah. Yes, and before and before we, uh, she was on the show. Our our talent booker was watching Awkward Black Girl. I don't know what she was watching. All I know is that there was a woman laughing so hard in the next room for a good solid hour, just yeah. laughing repeatedly. And, stuff. and I was like, "What the hell is going on?" And she's like, you got it. The show. Have you heard of Issa Rae? Awkward Black Girl. Like it's, everyone who I've, you know, everyone loves this show, um, and so and she's got, she's got a book based on it too, uh, also called The Misadventures of Awkward Black Girl. So she's doing a lot, and we talk about WBAs, working black actress and uh, actresses, and and she here with us today. Yeah. So and, uh, uh, it's very exciting. So we'll take you to that. Before we get into that, I want to give a shout out to the Black Youth Project. They put a list together of the 10 black podcasts you need in your life. Mm-hmm. And we were one of those podcasts. Look at that. Because we're both, we're black and we're youthful and we're working on a project. Oh, wow. Hmm. Who knew? Yeah. Who we're knew? Hot, we're upcoming, we're up and coming black millennials. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, All right. And also, uh, this real quick before we go on, the root.com put together a list of, of, of the top, the top 10, let me see, where is this? Top most important uh, black meme, top most important black memes of all time. Brandon Harrison mm-hmm. at, the, at the root put this uh, put this together, and of course one of the top number, I think it's number seven on the list, number eight, on, number eight on the list of the top ten most important black memes of all time. Uncle uh-huh. Denzel. So there you go. That's the prize is not I mean, higher, but I'm glad it's on the list. Yeah, but uh, that it's a fun, it's a picture. Every time I see that, I'm like, yeah, that that was still in my. It, you know, it just burned in your brain forever. That picture. I can't wait to to be Uncle Denzel for Halloween. 
And I know <laughs> I'm not I'm not going to be the first. I know that. Yeah. But I'm looking forward to pulling out that my old yeah. blue uh, Adidas sweatsuit because I do have one. No, we got we got uh, at Jiggy's at Jiggy's my day job. I think that's the name. He, but yeah, he, uh, he's been Uncle Denzel, and he actually has the mustache to prove it. He just has that mustache all the time. That's oh his yeah, actual mustache. I will have to uh, get a fake mustache because I'm not. Yeah, you have to get a fake that. mustache, but but Jiggy's my day job. He's that's his mustache. But anyway, let's uh, we'll take a break. We'll come back and we'll be with Issa Rae. All right. All right, guys, look, everybody knows good things come in sets of three. What does it have to do with anything? Well, I'm going to tell you, March is the third month of the year, and it also happens to be our friends over at Harry's three-year anniversary as a business. And if you're new to Harry's, I've got a special deal just for you. You get to try three of their expertly crafted five-blade German razors, a handle, and shave cream for just 10 bucks with the offer code DENZEL. And I'm telling you, uh, these these razors are the, they're just – they're kind of – Look, I've been I've been shaving for a while and uh I use I normally use the clippers. Well, guess what? The clippers, I don't I'm not one for keeping them. I probably don't do the proper clipper maintenance that I should be doing, so they're they're getting kind of worn or whatever. I don't know. All I know is that I've got these new blades from Harry's and I'm getting the best shave I've had in a long time. I mean, they're just it's a my face is smooth. It's so it's so smooth. Harry's blades are super sharp. They provide a, a very close and very comfortable shave. And uh, and you know what? You know what else I'm gonna say? Uh, I get these blades. They come they come straight to me. I don't have to go to the to the the drugstore, and uh, and that means I don't have to walk down the aisle and get the blades from behind the glass. You know I hate getting that. You got to call someone. You have to call someone, and they got to come over, unlock the thing. A lot of times they're busy. You know it's crowded. In whatever in in Walgreens or CVS or Dwayne Reed or whatever wherever your local uh, you know drugstore is, uh, I don't like waiting for someone to unlock the razors like I'm a child, like I'm gonna cut myself. First of all, you're not gonna cut yourself with Harry's because the blades are sweet, sharp. They're they're just it, I'm telling you, it's a great it's a great product. Um, not only does the company have amazing quality. They have super low prices. We're talking German-engineered, five-blade cartridges, close, comfortable shave, no cuts or burns, none of that madness, quality guaranteed, and a full refund if you're not happy. We're talking these are factory direct prices. where They cut out the middleman. They ship right to your door. They sell their blades at half the price of the leading brand. You kind of can't lose here. And I'm telling you, over a million guys have already made the switch. Thousands more are switching every day. So why are you going to pay 32 bucks for an eight-pack of blades when you can just get them for half the price at harrys.com? That's right. That's where you go, harrys.com. The Harry Starter Set is an amazing deal. For just 15 bucks. you get a razor, moisturizing, shave cream, and three razor blades. And look, I'll tell you this. They don't like to discount because their prices are already super low. But we've worked out a special offer for you guys. So Harry's is going to give you $5 off your first order with the promo code Denzel. So stop overpaying for a great shave. Just go to harrys.com right now. And I'm telling you, $5 off for your first order with the promo code Denzel. Go to harrys.com right now. That's H-A-R-R-Y-S.com and enter the code Denzel at checkout. And man, I'm, your face is gonna your face is gonna thank you. And faces don't talk. I mean, you get it. Harrys.com. Welcome to Denzel Washington's the greatest actor of all time period. With Debbie Kamal Bell, Kevin Avery, and our special guest, Issa Ray. Wow. That was amazing. That was, uh, yeah, he was really into that. 
I do. Yeah, I do have to give Oprah twenty five cents every time I do an intro. Like yeah. That, so uh, that's, okay. that's <laughs> I didn't recognize it as the Oprah. But I think that's your voice, though. Like it's you well, got it's, that. A, it's a it's a it's a riff on the Oprah. Like you know. Got you know, it. my special guest Beyonce. It's a little bit of a. It's a little <laughs> he bit of, definitely Oprahfied you uh, more than normal. Right. I, it was, I, even I, I was like, whoa. I, I appreciate that, yeah. that level of openness. Uh, yeah, I, I might have to give her 50 cents. <laughs> Uh, everybody, yeah, we are on today with Issa Rae. Uh, you know her from The Misadventures of Awkward Black Girl, the web series, and the book, if you're paying attention. Yes, thank you for plugging that. The paperback is coming in the summer. Okay. In June. So uh, uh, summer's almost here. It's it upon is. us. So guys, look out for that. Um, that's where I met you at your book release party. That's right. Briefly. Yeah, but I mean, I remembered you. When well, I saw you in the elevator, I was like, this guy, I really had to pee, too. Yeah, so. understood. There was some difficulty. <laughs> <There's> Look, okay, <laughs> the ongoing side. First, I'm just going to tell you, you're not the first, because uh, Kamal and I was just talking about how we don't, I'm not often in L.A., and so uh, last time I was here, David Allen Greer was, uh, was a guest, and he had the same issue downstairs oh. with the, uh, with the. You was know. it after hours, like it is now? No, in the middle of the day. No. No. Oh, that's okay. But be clear about what's happening, Kevin, for those people who don't have that blazoned in the. Oh, middle. right. Uh, the well, no, she uh, Issa was trying to park and and couldn't couldn't get it. The valet uh, people would not let her park her car at first. The, first, she couldn't the get in the gate. People of that of the Earwolf Studio complex aren't that into parking cars. It turns out apparently yeah. not. He told me to park my car. First of all, I had to like someone had to. I was blocking traffic and someone had to come in behind me after I was yelling at him like, "Dude, I'm trying to back out." We were He's watching. Like, come get him. Like, <laughs> you saw that? I was so embarrassed. I felt so stupid. I was like, "I'm trying to back out." He was like, "I'm trying," to, and I couldn't understand him. I was like, "But I'm trying to back out." He was like, "I'm gonna open the gate for you." I was like, "Oh." Thank you. <laughs> like, just, so just black girl steak attitude. Like, oh, okay. It, thank wait, you. is I think we were watching you <sighs> because we were like, yeah, I think I think she's hers. And then and but we're like a bunch of morons, like leaning out the window watching. Like, no, I think that's that might be her right there. And then we saw the car back away. I was like, please, I hope that's not her. That's Kevin, Kevin was like, Kevin was like, maybe she's filming an episode of Miss Black Girl. Oh man. Well, we're glad you you made it here. Well, I'm uh, triply embarrassed. Thank you. The, no, <laughs> not you to be. Good job, Kevin. Good job, Kevin. <laughs> yeah. Way to go. Look, I wasn't water. out there parking the car. Okay, yes. Yeah, sorry. I am. <laughs> the valet is my responsibility. It's fine. It's you know. It's what I do. And also, um, Issa, you, you may you may also recognize uh, Kevin Issa from he does all of uh, Cuba Gooding Jr.'s double work in the OJ Simpson okay. story. <laughs> what? In real life? <laughs> Why are you? <laughs> Why would you? <laughs> Very he does funny. All the, all the, all the, all the heavy lifting Cuba won't do in his contract. Kevin is the bodybuilder for Cuba. I can't not laugh because he's never, he's never said that before. So am I to believe this? No, I wanted to. I really wanted it to Look, be true. Look, here's the thing you need I, to remember. I shouldn't, have, I shouldn't have brought it up, Kevin. I shouldn't have brought it up. I'm sorry. You, here's the thing, right. Issa. Tight contract. I've known him for many years. Come out. Talking about Cuba right now, oh, right? No, Cuba. come out. Come out. Sorry, I don't know anything about Cuba. You say you've known Cuba for a long time, and no. you started a podcast about Denzel. Got no, it. I no, I've known Kamau yeah, for a actually, long time. It's only recently they've been able to come around to be friends because it was pretty <laughs> ugly for a while. You have to understand Kamau lies. Okay, Kamau just makes up things. I've lived with the man. Really quick on the draw. <sighs> anyway, 
uh, welcome. I, to, be honest, to, to be honest, I've been watching a lot of the People versus O.J. Simpson, and I've been Me saving too. that one for a while. So I'm happy I, that Issa Rae was here for, to uh, hear the debut. I'm <laughs> happy for that. Thank you. I was like, how long have you? You didn't just think of that. No, that no, was, no. That's, that uh, was uh, at in three the o'clock in the morning. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's a compliment. <laughs> If I've ever heard one. Okay. Yeah, it's not really an insult. It's not. I didn't. Not, you know, I didn't no. Say, yeah. It's just a weird. I don't know why. Cuba's physique is. He's playing OJ Simpson, so you should be. I'm honored. Look, I've been. I've been. I've been in the gym. Okay. I've been. I've been hitting the gym. Isn't that what people? Well, in first the gym of all, say? we talk on the show about black people homework, and I've I've binge watched all of the episodes of the People versus OJ Simpson. Uh, when your show, we'll talk about this later. Insecure comes out on HBO. That will be black people homework, Issa. I'm yes. sure you, uh, you oh yeah. That. Uh, but I've decided that People versus O.J. Simpson is black people homework because I've binge watched all of them and I need to have I need to talk to more black people about that show. Have you oh wa- have you been watching it? Yes, a hundred percent. First of all, the oh. writers' room always like I get it. I have the FX app, so I have to watch it a day late. So I I mm-hmm. dread going to the room That's really Wednesday funny. mornings because they're always talking about it and giving stuff away. I hate them on Wednesday mornings. The people in our writers' room are doing the <laughs> same thing. Giving stuff away like I and I don't I haven't watched it. it so <laughs> it's. But, I'm I've, I'm sort of like I was I remember the I re- really remember it. So but I there's have, so much I, I didn't mean, know. Yeah, I know it's interesting. I just haven't had time. There's so many shows. There's so many shows. There are so many shows. And, there's, the and you and it's you're just, part of this. There's so many good like I mean it's funny to think there's so many good black shows and I'm really talking probably about like four as far as like, <laughs> I know I know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But it feels yeah. like a tsunami of black television. <laughs> I know. Uh, it's yeah. It's like three more than every other yeah. year. Yeah, and they're yeah. they're quality and they're actually different. So yeah. it just feels. And good. they're also not all on this. They're also not all on the same network like back exactly. in the old days. Like we just turned on UPN and watched I know. all Thursday night lineup. <laughs> Though Fox is trying to do that. If Fox has like they just ordered to pilot like twenty black shows. It's really? really looking like it's going to. It's reverting back to nineties Fox. Nineties. Oh no! That. Oh, I hope that's the ad campaign. Fox is taking <laughs> it back to the nineties. Bringing it back to oh, black. Man, nothing. Nineties black is a special kind of black. I feel so like not, I was talking to somebody about nineties R and B today. Oh, and just just nineties period. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I well, the, I, me and the Denzelets get in arguments all the time over what is New Jack Swing. Yeah, Kevin has a real like he no, you, they don't get in arguments. They just really wonder why you think you have it like down to the day that it <laughs> was invented. Kevin's like, it was May, I remember it. It was May 18th, 1994. I was hanging out with Jack and he said, yeah. Look, who started it then? Too? Uh New Jack Swing. Oh my god, I, people are like freaking out that we're actually having this conversation again. <laughs> I'm just uh, I believe it was a Teddy Riley. Thing. I was going to say that. Teddy okay. Riley and I, guy. Same page. But it's a it's a pretty narrow New Jack Swing was like it didn't last very it long. Didn't at and all. it wasn't a very broad it, you had R. Kelly uh in public announcement. Oh. You had uh, a guy, you had uh, a basic black and today all they they were all except for R. Kelly they all kind of were cut from the same Cloth, and then a few other random groups here, but not everyone likes to say New Edition was New Jack Swing. They weren't New Jack Swing. Did Boys to Men's song that was that had like New Jack Swing elements count? The uh, Boys to Men. Nah, because they didn't. Ha- I, nah, because no. that New Jack Swing had this very sort of keyboardy kind of. Uh, I don't. New Jack Swing was almost trying to be like oh, like a, a neo funkadelic. 
thing. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, once, it's hard to describe. Again, to once again, Kevin yeah, has. Yeah. I know. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to Jack Swing podcast into our Denzel podcast. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's uh, like that. It's like that episode of Happy Days where Mork shows up. What's, <laughs> what's an alien from another planet doing here? Okay. Um, anyway, we're here to talk about uh, Devil in a Blue Dress with Isa. So just just so everyone uh, knows, we're we're gonna get into that. Uh, but first, you're doing a lot of things right now. That uh, first of all, you're you're you have a, a show on Howl. I do called Fruit. Tell called us what Fruit. that is all about. Fruit is a narrative podcast, a mm. narrative drama slash dramedy about a football player exploring his sexuality. Okay, and it is. Based on an idea that I've been, you know, holding on to for a couple of years and stems from a conversation that I've had with my girlfriends about, like, male bisexuality and black male bisexuality, mm-hmm. how, like, specifically that's not really allowed to exist. Like, if a man kisses another man or has any kind of uh, – decides to explore in any way his sexuality with another man, then he's automatically labeled as gay. Yeah. So I just wanted to follow this hyper-masculine um, guy's journey, mm-hmm. and I've had – you know, I've had conversations and worked with some amazing writers to put it together. We're on episode, I think, eight, and the response has been amazing so far. Yeah. So we're excited about it. Very cool. It is a weird thing that uh, in sports and in music as well. And I yeah. wish I can't. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm thinking about this, but I don't remember the guy's name. But uh, there, I saw a short film. Uh, last time I was here, I did a show, and this guy aired a short film, and it was basically this dude who did. Um, he posed as a rapper, making a oh, rap video. Oh, I saw that. I can't remember the. Oh God, I, I don't. I can't remember the guy's name. name. Yeah, mm-hmm. but um, he's a comedian. Yeah, it, super funny film. But it was all about this guy who, you know, he advertises for <laughs> extras to come and play, like be in the background of the video. You know, like your classic hip hop video. And then little by little, as they're shooting the video. Uh, he makes it obvious that it's like he's gay, and at one point he's making out with it. It's mm-hmm. super funny, but you. All the people who signed up to be in this video, there are just a, a it's a wide variety of reactions. Mm-hmm. Some people are like, uh, I'm out. You can see some brothers trying to work it out. Yeah. <laughs> like, like it's just a really weird thing where, that, you know, black men aren't allowed to be gay in certain areas of our uh, media or whatever without being like... I, like I, labeled and there's yeah. a lot and or cast aside or like yes. uh, tainted in a way. There's a lot placed on like like masculine black male masculinity is is fragile. Like mm-hmm. respect and and power like align with that. Mm-hmm. They're, they're directly related to to I guess how masculine you are yeah. in a sense. And that's unfortunate. It's, it's yeah, and it's 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 interesting because it, the first thing I think of is Frank Ocean. Like when he released yeah. that. Yeah. Talked about his bisexuality and and everything, and it was like, and it felt like, oh, a sea change is coming, and that dude hasn't been seen since. Man, right? Yeah. And now that there's, well, there's also it's twofold because he also is like expected to be a spokesperson for it too. So yeah. I'm sure he's yeah. feeling that pressure. Like, yeah. I just wanted to put it out there, you know. I like, I, I felt like he was just like, y'all. I just wanted to tell you where I was coming from. I didn't want to. Want all this fanfare? Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I'm not trying. I'm not. Tr- I'm not running for president. Right. Of that. <laughs> <laughs> not running for bi president. Yeah. But unfortunately, yeah, when you're, you know, the <laughs> president of bi black men. No, I'm not trying. To <laughs> this some stuff I did. Had a good time. Want to talk about it? Anyway, right. back to my album. Right. But I mean, it's sort of a thing. And to bring it back to Denzel, we sort of. I th- I think 
when uh, when you're black and you sort of whether you're innovating or whether you're just um, sort of hey I'm Frank Ocean guess what I'm about, you know like mm-hmm. you're and when when you're Denzel and you're the actor that people are always looking to you to be. Well, you're the representative. Well, you know, yeah, Denzel. Yeah. Denzel is actually an example of black masculinity, and that's 100%. a lot of his. Oh yeah, and you know, a lot of his career and a lot of the roles he's played is about up. And even Devil in the Blue Dress is definitely like I'm not going to be black Peak and masculine. I'm going to be sexy. Yep. Yeah. Like it's like I'm I'm going to hold that space prominently, and I'm a, I'm gonna get my ab work in so my t-shirt looks good hanging yep. off my chest. <laughs> you know, like it's so. And and we've talked about the show. Like, there's been like he did. Denzel was in Philadelphia, but he's not playing the the gay role. Yeah. He's playing the law, the confused lawyer, the yeah. uh, homophobic lawyer who turns. <clears throat> and we also talked about on the, on the show one time about how there's an an apocryphal story. There's no proof of this, but that Denzel had told Will Smith not to play gay in Six Degrees of Separation because it would affect his career negatively. Oh, that's they, right. They said that Denzel said that to him. Yeah, it's just one of those. It's totally like, it's like I've Googled myth, it. There's no, the it does, there's no link to an article. It's just yeah. like this is a thing that was heard, you know. Because I've heard <clears throat> that, but I, I haven't heard it attributed to Denzel. I've heard that another actor did. I don't know. Why. Oh, really? Maybe I maybe it was Denzel, and I just didn't. Remember. Maybe I blocked it out. You put mind. that out of your head. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I can't not, believe not it's Denzel. Denzel. Right. <laughs> and I mean, there's, a, I mean, at the, and we we're talking about like uh, six degree separations when we were from the early '90s. There isn't. There's a there's a way in which you can there's an argument for like yeah maybe it might have affected Will's career negatively and has nothing to do with homophobia it has to do with our homophobia you know it has you know yeah. doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily mean Denzel's a homophobe he's just like this is what it is you know yeah. but uh, you know and he's also we've also seen footage of Denzel around the time Philadelphia came out talking very openly about supporting gay people so it's not, oh really I'm not to put him in that yeah, okay camp. okay 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 yeah yeah no I'm just I think it was I feel like it, if it is true it was probably more of a business dis, uh, a business advice not uh, right not, con- uh, yeah cautionary not business like, move yeah yeah not like don't be no gay man because you know, <laughs> that, <kind of>, <laughs> <laughs> that well, stuff I is mean, catchy yeah, yeah right <laughs> I mean but as we've talked about before he's also Dentel's very aware of his sort of place or his role in pe- you know people's perception of him and how and how they look and how every move he makes can be you know how that can be interpreted whether it's hey maybe i shouldn't have this relationship with this white woman in virtuosity Ooh. or in the pelican brief mm-hmm. or or in you- devil in a blue dress yeah. Not, yeah not a white woman but not maybe i shouldn't uh, have this on-screen romance at this point you know yeah yeah, so he, I, I feel like more than a lot of actors, he seems hyper aware of. Him. That's why you know you never see him just you know we, the you never hear that like any kind of tabloid madness about him. He's very, I know, I'm, but I also I have a different theory that I feel like <laughs> up to a certain point tabloids didn't really care about black actors. Black actors, especially. Oh. So I, like this, I, I still think that he's very like classy. He's, mm-hmm. he's really like old school in terms of keeping his business his yeah. business. But I just I like I have the, that theory that until Bossip and even the Shade Room and, and other publications came along, like dedicated to exploiting black celebrities and black gossip, tabloids didn't care. That, those wouldn't sell. Yeah. Yeah, that is yeah. very interesting. <laughs> so Denzel, you're saying Denzel stumbles out of the club, <laughs> drunk with, with, and with three women there. hanging off of him. And like Denzel, could you move? We're trying to see Tom Cruise. Exactly. <laughs> Cameras just go down. Like, oh yeah. hey, yeah. oh it's just Denzel. Uh, just, just violently drunk Denzel punching people. <laughs> anyway, let's yeah. wait for something. Oh uh, look at him. He's having a good time. Anyway. <laughs> oh hey, there's Leo DiCaprio. <laughs> 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 Leo oh DiCaprio just smiling and eating a lollipop. Right. <laughs> Get out of the way, Denzel. 
That's interesting. That's a real. That is a new theory. I was like, yeah. we've heard a lot of theories on this show, but that's a that's a good one. Um, thank you. That makes sense. That's why we have her here. Uh, yeah, but see. we also want to talk about uh, you. You're working on something else uh, with uh, Larry Wilmore. Uh, a show. Uh, it's an HBO show. It is, and uh, it's insecure. It is insecure. It is. Uh, <laughs> we're currently working on it. Mm-hmm. It's. We're in the writer stages. Uh, writing room now, writer's mm-hmm. room now, and we're set to shoot in May. I'm very, very excited, and it follows um, two black women, two black f- best friends as they, you know, navigate life, you know, pushing 30, mm-hmm. and what it means to be a modern-day black woman. All right. You don't have now it. For, in, in, go uh, ahead. And if you're, and if, and for people who are fans of the Misadventures of Awkward Black Girl, is it like, is it will that feel does it feel like it's sort of in that same universe or is it is it a different take? it's it's in a it's in a more grounded universe i'll say it's like mm-hmm. in a universe that's closer to my my personal life like it's based off of you know real characters and real relationships that i have and it's where awkward black girl was a bit uh, more caricaturish and mm-hmm. uh this one aims to be more kind of raw and real um but yes how many fans times- of misadventures oh, cool. will still like insecure and how well, many times did you have to fight HBO when they say, "Can we call it Black Girls?" That <laughs> 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 they've been they've been good. They've been good. Okay. Okay. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. I just assume I would assume some executive, whether they ever said it to you, sat in some room, was like, "We can just call it Black Girls." <laughs> <laughs> Maybe behind black. the scenes that I'm not privy yeah. to. And that exec- maybe that executive got smacked and was like, "Don't ever, don't ever say that again." Uh, here's what I want to ask you about. Actually, going back to uh, awkward black girl, what were you doing before you created and produced that series? Man, I was working for a nonprofit, mm-hmm. uh, which is also featured in the show, uh, and just really wor- doing odds and odd and end jobs, like uh-huh. you know, videography, editing for weddings, and. Um, talent shows and okay. just trying to get money where I could, but my my full time job was at a nonprofit. Were you now? Were you uh, writing? I, I, I'm assuming you were working on stuff and writing and kind 100%. of generating. Yeah. And I recently discovered, like, just going through old tweets, that I was one of those stupid people. You know, when like those stories come out of like girl gets fired for tweeting about how much she hates her job, <laughs> and like that was that was me. Like Oof. I found a tweet where I was like, my boss. <laughs> My, I mean, not my boss. My job followed me on Twitter. I hate this job. And I was like, what? What? <laughs> what in the world was going on? I, and I make fun of those people all the time. But I guess, you know, I, I assume that I just had my 20 friend followers. Nobody would see Wow. It. You are so, what you hate. That's how that mm-hmm. works. Apparently. Apparently. Mm. I mean, I but I ask that because, you know, um, and again, to bring it back to Denzel, when he one of the things he always talks about is sort of creating, and I've said this too, it's about sort of creating your own stuff and generating material. And I feel like, you know, uh, Awkward Black Girl was the thing that really put you on the map, people. You know, I mean, uh, it was... Especially at a time when web series were thought of as to be the, you know, the haven of white men who just graduated yeah. from Emerson and or at UCB. Wow. Yeah, but the thing is, it's it's clear you were a person who was constantly generating material and working to you know working your way to what that could be, and then now the the Howl thing and the TV show right. and and it's uh, I feel like that's particularly important when we're kind of looking for diverse voices in media and people are like, well, why aren't there? Why aren't there? And so and I, I the lesson 
to take from you is that you really do have to kind of create your own stuff and it pays off. And Yeah. And in in many ways you have to create your own doors, Mm -hmm. you know, because people aren't, people are very guarded and they're not willing to let you in if if there's no proof of concept in their eyes. Mm -hmm. So I think the internet allowed me to to create a a proof of concept and to rally an audience around uh, the stories that I was trying to tell. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's why I will continue to create for, you know, the web because that's where you'll continue to find stuff that television is just too afraid to produce. But I do think that um, we're making huge strides and I'm so excited. Like you said, there's so many... So many great black shows, so many great Latino characters out there, and just uh, even Asian characters. Mm-hmm. Like they're 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 expanding in a way that's um, opening a lot of a lot of doors for other people to, yeah. to do the same. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's important to, for people to know the talent is out there, mm-hmm. and there are you know like-minded folks like you who look like you, mm-hmm. who sound like you, who are also doing the same thing you're doing, and and so it because I think a lot of times it's easy to, for folks to just kind of be like, look, it's not gonna. They're never going to listen or take what I have to offer, and, right. you know. And so it's. I feel like it's important to see folks doing, you know, see, you know, for folks to see you doing what you're doing, and you know, that's a huge kind of. And also that that not only can you build your own, you know, for, instead of waiting to go through somebody else's door, you just build your own house with your own doors. Hello. Eventually, mm-hmm. a, eventually the person with that other door goes, "Hey, would you like to come through this door with all those?" <laughs> <laughs> you took that so far. Yeah. That was that was great. <laughs> That's that's, that that's that's one of my things. I take things too far. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he does. But yeah. it was we got positive. this door with the, we got this door that says HBO on it. You want to come this? <laughs> Uh well so let's um, can I can I ask uh, yeah before we get into the top five, we about to go to the top oh five. yeah yeah Kevin, we are but go ahead ask away I just yeah. feel like I feel like we have a a a working black actress here we talk about working black yes actresses, we do and I feel like there's a I, and you may not want to talk about this and if you don't we will just cut it out like I didn't Uh-oh. ask the question Uh-oh. okay we may have something to say about it. Uh, I just feel like we're sitting here with uh, one of the leader, leaders of, of the field and an opinionator. And I just, I'm curious, we're in the midst of, we're still in the midst of the Nina Simone biopic brouhaha. Oh, yeah. And I was wondering if you have any thoughts about, the, you know, Zoe Saldana playing Nina Simone in brown face with nose. And who should, you know, if you have thoughts about that, if you've thought about that at all. Yeah, it just sucks that it was in the wrong hands. And that that always goes back to, you know, something that I preach is that we just need to tell our own stories. Stuff like this would not happen if we were telling our own stories to begin with. Like the the team behind that also didn't get permission from the family. And I know that, you know, a lot of great biopics haven't. But at the same time, like that's, it was just such a gross misstep. And I don't, I don't want to fault Zoe, but at the same time, you know, she wanted to play the role. I'm sure Nina Simone meant a lot uh, to her. But when you have to resort to a prosthetic nose and 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 brown face to to get this character across, it's or to get this real life person across, yeah. it's it, it, it's 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 kind of ridiculous. And even watching the trailer, it was extremely distracting. Like I didn't I, care about how well Zoe did. Like, I, I couldn't get past that. Yeah, I can't watch the trailer. I it was not. I was just like so many times. I was like, what the. <laughs> like, what? How did this? Pa- who thought That's what this I was okay? Like, no, do you not look like Nina Simone? You don't look like nobody ever ever anywhere. <laughs> you look like what is Fozzie? Fozzie the bear? That's what Fozzie bear. a Muppet wow. baby. Like that's what it looked like. Even the hair, like it was just not a good. Fozzie. It yeah, the, was not. Yeah, a bad a bad fake afro is one of the worst things in the, the history worst. of planet Earth. That's a come that out makes, with that no. makes Jesus right. Cry. Remember all those years that you before you grew your. You know what I'm saying, right? 
No, I don't know what you're saying. Don't get, <laughs> Come don't on. get quiet. Don't uh, get quiet, Camille. Don't get quiet, Camille. Let's, let's try. Here, but we, we, we didn't talk about this because I, I forgot this when we talked about Nina Simone last time. I did, this is one of my favorite things to come out of this. And so, yeah, there's been a lot of controversy. And as you said, Issa, that Nina Simone's estate doesn't have anything to do with it. They, there's a couple mm-hmm. of documentaries out that they were involved with right. in this. They weren't involved with this at all. And so at one point, Zoe Saldana tweeted uh, a, a quote from Nina Simone. I'll tell you what freedom to me is. No fear. I mean, really, no fear. Hashtag Nina Simone. And then Nina Simone's estate from the from the Twitter at Nina mm-hmm. Simone Music said, "Cool story, Zoe Saldana, but please take Nina's name out of your mouth out for the rest mouth. of your life." Oh yes. boy! I mean, <laughs> that was, oh, I was just like, gosh. "Oh, that may go down as the coldest tweet of all time." Yes, and it felt like Nina Simone herself, you know, pushed oh, <laughs> out of her grave, <laughs> oh, my put her God. fingers to use, like clapback, epic clapback. And that's such a black response to I know. keep my name because <laughs> there were claps. Yes. Don't say that. <laughs> For the rest of your life. You know better. Cool story. Story. of your life. Oh, gee. Cool story. Okay. Yep. I like that. Cool story, but keep Nina's name oh out of your For the rest of your life. Oh, I just think if I was Zoe Saldana, I'd be like, I'm not, that's it. I'm not doing any press. I know. I'm not talking about the movie. I'm, I'm, I'm going to shut my Twitter down for a little while till the that heat was... passes over. I just wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to be associated with causing that feeling. Just embarrassing. That's just a whole of embarrassment. Oh God, <laughs> that, I am so Kevin, uncomfortable Kevin right now. now. Kevin, I, yeah. I oh man, how am I going to watch Star Trek this summer oh. with that on my mind? Every well, time you'll I be watching Zoe's face, <laughs> I'll be so looking, it'll be okay. I know it'll just be like weirdly. I'll see Nina Simone. Plus <laughs> <laughs> That's the funny thing is that with the with the with all the with all the prosthetics and the face makeup, she actually looks more like she uh, like belongs in a Star Trek movie. Yeah, I was yep. trying not to yep. say. That. Oh man, I kept trying not to say it. I just I have to. I know. I have to say it. Yeah, what if well. that was the what was that was her sentence that from now on she had to wear that prosthetic makeup and the, oh, the prosthetic punishment. nose and the makeup in every movie she ever did. I think that's kind of fair. <laughs> wow, that's fair punishment. That would you know all right justified. Uh, so now, I, now Kevin, would be a great time. You, you to get, to, uh, I know that I read that tweet like two weeks ago, and I'm still feeling the effects of it. So I know you gotta, you gotta, take a, you gotta shake it off. That is, uh, yeah, damn. I didn't, I didn't, I had not. The one thing I heard is that one, uh, a member of of Nina Simone's family was like, "Look, I get it. It's I'm oh, okay." Like daughter. she was cool with, yeah, with Zoe doing that, and it was kind of like it's not fair to da 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 da, but. Who boy? Yeah, it was a uh, all right. Yeah, uh, no, uh, yeah. So, well, now that well, let's. Uh, do we need to take a break or should we go right into it? Uh, let's just go right into uh, into the old uh, top five there. Woohoo! Yeah. So, so here's so here's the deal, Lisa. It's your top five Denzel Washington movies in order. You can go from one to five or five to one. Mm. Ooh, usually I love going from five to one, but I don't think I'm okay. Let me just try to go. I know what my number one is, and I know what my number two is, so I'm gonna try to go from five to one. Mm-hmm. Um, number five is the Manchurian Candidate. Okay. Wow. Hmm. Yes. Okay. Can I? And can I explain? Sure. I think you have to. I, I, to, <laughs> to give you a little credit, I think that was on Spike Lee's number in his, on his list too. Yes. Uh, now, but to be fair, we said he couldn't he couldn't choose any Spike Lee. His whole movies. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Um, yeah. yeah, that eliminates like half of the great greatest movies. Right. Well, Manchurian Candidate for me <clears throat> preceded House of. I know it was a remake, but it preceded House of Cards, which I also think is an extremely br- brilliant show mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. just such a window into 
um, American politics, no matter how fictional. Like, I, I love conspiracy theory films. And yeah. um, I... I think Denzel, well, Denzel's performance was great in that, but uh, alongside Meryl Streep was oh, yes, the most yes, yes. brilliant. And Meryl, I know this is not Meryl Streep is the greatest actress of all time, period. No, but, but we, I've talked about that that would be, she's the only person I feel like could actually be the greatest actor of all time, like up to Denzel. Yeah. I've, I've talked about that before. So, so that will be the next podcast? Yeah, yeah. I guess so. Um, yeah. Please invite me back for that. Okay, uh, but yes, I yeah, mean I'll, that was. I'll just... split off. I'll split off into that podcast. Kevin will be doing the. Uh, New <laughs> oh yeah, Jack Jack podcast. so you <laughs> you just hit them all. You talk. Meryl Streep is the greatest actress of all time. Period. And then, uh, uh, yeah, uh, New, New Jack, Jack Swing is New Jack, New Jack Swing. Is that the only time that Denzel and Meryl were in a movie together? Yeah, and they I don't have so. I don't, I mean, they don't have a lot they don't of have scenes a scene together. together now. I, even... I don't think they do. Uh, I, I could be wrong. Yeah. Now, you want to see if they have a, a scene together? Well, I just think that, that that combo is just amazing. I wish that we could have seen them go head to head if we didn't, but I don't remember that. They need to make like a movie like Heat, Robert De Niro and Pacino. That I think Meryl Streep and Denzel need to do like that sort oh, of wow. like. I would be fine if it was even like sort of cheesy cat and mouse crime movie. I, I'd like to see them do that. I wouldn't be that mad would, at that. That would be amazing. My number four. I will say, okay. just sorry, before you get to that, yes. Meryl Streep has one of my favorite moments in that. The, the thing about that movie is, I, you know, I don't think it's the greatest movie ever, but it is, it's it's chock full of Denzelishness. It is. And Meryl Streep, I mean, you also have Jeffrey Wright, uh, or not Jeff, uh, uh, Jeffrey, yeah, Wright, Jeffrey Wright. Wright. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Um, and then and Liv, uh, Schreiber. Liv Schreiber. Liv Schreiber's another, in it. Um, another great black actor. Who was. <laughs> One of the one of the best, uh, but Meryl Streep has he's light, he's, light, he's just real light skin, super light skin. Yeah. Uh, but Meryl Streep has that great scene where she's yelling at the two guys on the uh, when she's her whole where what where happened? Are the real man? Oh my god, that's my favorite part. That's, Christ, where are all the men? It was just the best yeah. line ever, and she delivered it with such perfection. Yeah. So, so that, yeah. I mean, for that alone, it makes the list. Even though Denzel didn't say it, he was still a part of it. And yeah, he right. still he was he, he was in the movie that made it happen. That made it possible. He was in yeah. the movie that made it happen. And he's also it's a classic broken Denzel Washington character too, like a dude who's just broken from stem mm-hmm. to stern. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's right. five. Uh, number four is is reaching to my um, nostalgic childhood. I loved the preacher's wife. Preacher's I feel like wife? it was. Denzel at his sweetest, his most mm-hmm. angelic, literally, and he was just so fun to watch. And I remember there was the first time as a young girl that I found him handsome. I know my mom was always like, "Ah, Denzel, woo!" <laughs> yeah. And I that was the first time I was like, "Oh, Denzel, Denzel could get it." Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and Whitney That's Houston. Funny. It was him and Whitney Houston together. Yeah. Yeah. Uh uh-uh. uh, yeah. this uh, Kevin. Whitney. I can just the wistful like judgment. No, I'm not. Voice. Yeah, <laughs> uh. I'm not. Wow. I'm not judging. I'm not judging. I was going to Call say. Him out. Oh, Tell the truth. On. Shame the devil. <laughs> no, I was. I was sort of reminiscing on Whitney at her sort of Whitneyest. Okay. Uh, that was. Yeah, that was a very Whitney. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and also that was that was Denzel. That was sort of playful, fun, almost. It, it, was so, it, it was comedy, Denzel. Mm-hmm. It was like, a light Denzel was a doing light comedy. comedy. Was, yeah, he doesn't like to do comedies because he'd been burned a couple times. But that's a very yes. light comic role. Yeah, it was fun to you know playing around. I just remember what is it? The fish computer. He talked. Oh he talked yeah, to, uh, no fish typewriter. 
the like there's some sort of line he has where he does so where he talks about a, a computer with a fish screensaver with the screensaver yeah I did oh. it on your fish t- <laughs> yeah. See how adorable is that? This guy does this I mean, I know. On your yeah. fish typewriter. Like it was just, I was like, oh, Denzel, you should do more comedy. <laughs> it's it was just fun to watch him. He was kind endearing. Of yeah. And you didn't get to see you got to see him be peak masculine or like bad guy, yeah. but you didn't get to see him for the kids. And it's that weird thing where she's with Courtney B. Vance, who's also in the Oh, I know. Oh, and you right. kind of want him, you kind even though they're a great couple, you kind of <laughs> yep. want her to leave him for the ghost. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. What I'm trying to see what he did right after Preacher's, like right before. So, yeah, before Preacher's Wife was Courage Under Fire, and after Preacher's Wife, well, there was Mother Goose, a rapping and and rhyming special, and Happily Ever After. Oh, was that the his TV show? Yeah, Yeah. his TV. But after Preacher's Wife was Fallen. Ooh. So he was like, ooh, this was yeah. like when he was, he had become a movie star and he was just like making all the movies. Yeah. Like he was just but like, it was such I'll make, too a, I'll make a taut thriller. I'll make a holiday yeah. movie. I'll make a sort of a fake seven movie, you know. <laughs> but Courage Under Fire and Fallen are two very, it's Denzel having to be intense all the time yeah. and kind of, you know. So this was probably a really fun movie for me. For They're also American, very Friday you know? night popcorn movies. Oh, it's opening. It's like, yeah. oh, there's a Denzel Washington movie in the theaters this weekend. You know, it's yeah. a very, those are very like right down the middle of movies. So that movie was probably, hey, let me let me just hang out with Whitney yeah. Houston and Courtney B. Vance. And, I might you know, as well. Yeah. Oh, you get oh, to make snow have, angels? Right. I don't right, have yeah. anything to lose. Yeah. Let me make something well, for I'm, my kids. That's what actors always do that. Yeah. Like, oh, I just want to make something my kids can watch. That's true. Yeah. That would have been per- his kids probably would have been that perfect age. For yeah, because yeah, of- they couldn't they couldn't watch Fallen or Courage Under Fire. Hell no. <laughs> so, yeah, no, Let me. Okay. You couldn't watch. You couldn't watch Cry Freedom. Let's watch a movie where your dad dies halfway through. Yeah. Ooh. Soldier story. Watch a movie where your dad uh. kills a black guy. Nope. Uh. Uh. <laughs> They're so, like, Dad, why do we always have to watch reruns of Saint Elsewhere just to see your work? <laughs> so, can my number three be what we're talking about today? Sure. Yeah, is it usually? Yeah. Sometimes. Oh, sometimes it is. Yeah. Okay. Then. Well, no, I'm gonna, why? I, I, I feel like there's I no failed. usual. Okay, there's not. Well, it not is. Wrong. Yeah, why? Are you? I'm not trying to. It is devil in a blue dress. Okay, um, for good. reasons that that's I'll a get solid into. three. Thank you. Mm-hmm. For reasons let's that not I'll... talk about it now. That we'll get okay. Into, yeah, we'll not, a, we'll not talk about it that's now. A, Number that's two, of, that's in a lot of people's top fives. The, your first two have not been in everybody's, but it's you know. Well, the, my last two better be in everybody's. Oh, uh oh. You know what they are. Of course. Number two, can you guess? Oh well, that's funny. I know. That's hard. Number one, I'm gonna get. Number two oh, is I know. not Malcolm. I know number is. one is Malcolm X. Number right? one is Malcolm, Malcolm X. Hands so, down. I'm gonna okay, say number so two is Mo Better Blues. It's not. I nope. Number two is, is Glory. No, number two is Training Day. I'm sorry. Oh, As yeah. much. Right. oh I didn't know you like to get wet. Uh, <laughs> ooh, ooh, I'm, ooh. I'm quoting the movie. I'm quoting yeah, the movie. Okay. Ooh. Okay. We're gonna. Um. <laughs> well, yes, I I do. Um. Right. And I'm the movie. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> um, and training day was just, you know, we got to see Denzel be, play some against type. And, you know, I, it still bothers me that he won for that role specifically and not for my number one choice, Malcolm X. I've stopped being bothered oh, by well, that. Yeah. I used to be. Yeah, yeah, used to yeah. be we've, this podcast has allowed me to stop being. I've, this podcast has cured me of being bothered about that. <laughs> good, good. But, I mean, it was, like, it was stellar. A stellar performance. Mm-hmm. He killed it. At whatever the fuck ever is something I say daily. Um, yeah. And, and he gave that. He gifted that. Yes, yeah. and that's funny. We used to say swagger. that to each other all the time. Really? Yeah, whatever. Well, yeah, whatever the fuck. Ever. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and it's just his swagger was just 
amazing in in that movie. It was on a hundred, and so and many also people have mine. the line that has gotten more white people in trouble with their black friends. <laughs> my oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, oh boy, <laughs> I'm quoting Training Day. Same You're control right. I got into a second ago. Get out. Quoting it very well. <laughs> yeah, and uh, then yeah, number one, Malcolm X for the change is going to come mm-hmm. scene alone. Like that brings me to tears every time, and the levels in his facial expressions with no words. It's just the. Mm. I believe that's where Kamau stops watching. Uh, because it no, gets we, too heart wrenching. Is that the point? I, I get. I get I, I'm, I'm out way before then. <laughs> I've, I've, re- I've only seen that part like once or twice. I, Issa, I've talked about the podcast several times. People who Denzel who listen to the show know this. That like I I like I've seen Malcolm. I saw it in the theaters. I've seen it several times. But mm-hmm. now when I usually watch it around the time that like uh, somebody comes in and says Elijah Muhammad had a bunch of kids because it starts to get bad at that point. I just usually yeah. sort of fade out at that point. Like I'm sure it all works out after that. because oh. <laughs> it gets so it gets so hard after that. Like, it, it does. So yeah, hard. it does. It, it really. I mean. But it's just. I just sort of go. I'm sure they figured it out, and and black people won, and Malcolm X died when he was 107 years old. I'm sure it all worked out. (laughs) Yeah, everything's fine. Racism. And and Barack is the eighth black president in a row. I'm sure that's how it all worked out. We should probably. No, I bet he's still alive. We should have Malcolm X on the podcast. He's probably still around. (laughs) Yeah, he's probably still around. My favorite moment in that movie is actually one just very brief one, and it's where. They're crossing the street in the zoot suits. Oh, yeah. That was just visually because and even before I knew how much I love Denzel as an actor, my eye always went to him in that in that scene. And I don't know why. There's a moment where he they're crossing the street and they're both doing the little strut. Mm -hmm. And you could see Denzel make sure that he syncs up with Spike when they're doing it. And I'm just like, look at that man work and still just be the character like there's so many things in that movie that are yeah there's just so many moments so so many moments that you can still reference you know today Mm -hmm. and and he Mm -hmm. just really brought Malcolm X to life and in a way that did him so much justice you know for generations that would never know about him you know yeah Yeah. we've we've talked about that before too that like you know there was controversy around the casting of Denzel's Malcolm X because sure I mean I was in that camp too of like you read the book a lot of the book is about Malcolm X being light skinned red bone right and and Denzel is not and they just and and there was a lot of controversy about him being the wrong guy and it just shows that he didn't put on any uh, pancake makeup (laughs) you know he just sort of like I'm just going to imbi- I'm just going to pray the spirit of Malcolm X into my body and right. then act yeah. and then act the movie. Yeah, chills all throughout that movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, so that's a solid. That's a solid list. I don't know why you. I thought, think you know, so. You know, Manchurian I, I, candidate. It is a good list. It's just everybody's list is like a thumbprint. And it's like that's the Manchurian mm-hmm. candidate and preacher's wife in one list. That's a you. you you've I mean, done. You've outdone yourself. Yeah. He's, yeah. He's existed. For all of my life, I mean, like for most of my life, like he's been around and he's mm-hmm. carried me th- from childhood to adulthood. So naturally, it just felt like I wanted to. Do- I wanted to do something chronological, but couldn't do it. I'm looking at this yeah, list, sure. and I feel like it represents all of the sort of Denzel eras or the types of that de- you have. Mm. At Manchurian Candidate, you have action movie Denzel. Preacher's Wife, you have sort of comedy and light Denzel. Devil in a Blue Dress, you have sex symbol mm-hmm. Denzel. Training Day, you have it's it's. Badass Denzel? Ba- yeah, yeah, Bad- it is. Yeah, yeah. Badassery. It's general oh, badassery. Yeah. And then Malcolm X, you have the quintessential Denzel. You the know, quintessential, the I'm doing something important to try to yeah. right the wrongs of yeah. my people. Yep. Yeah, yeah. 
That's solid. Uh, all right. Well, why don't we take a break? And when we come back, we are going to talk about number three on that list, Woo! which is Devil in a Blue Dress. Woo! Guys, today's show is sponsored by Howl.fm. It's like Netflix for podcasts. And Kamal, I'm assuming you know what Netflix is, right? Yes, Netflix is like an, like blockbuster videos, but for computers. Right. Okay, well, Howl is like uh, podcasts for – well, you know what I'm trying to say. Anyway, with Howl Premium, you get exclusive access to a brand new Howl original comedy series, The Mysterious Secrets of Uncle Bertie's Botanarium, starring Jermaine Clement from Flight of the Concords. We all know him. Uh, follow the famous ship, the Jewel of the Gravy Isles, on its mission to find a plant known to be the source of all pleasure in the world – Heaven's Clover. It's like no other podcast you've ever heard with a rich, detailed sound, design, and original music produced by an outstanding creative team from New Zealand. Uh, basically, with How Premium, Did you, you get all... Did you say New Zealand? Did you say New Zealand? No, I said New Zealand. Okay, okay. I probably said Continue. New Zealand. I said New Zealand, didn't I? Look, you said New I, Zealand. it's early. It's early for me. It is 11.30 in the morning. <laughs> It's 11.30 in the morning. <laughs> so I'm a little... And you're, and you're in L.A., but you're actually on West Coast, on East Coast time. So it's like oh, so in it's, the afternoon for so you. It's la- so it's my bedtime. Oh, my God. Point is, <laughs> with Hal Premium, you also get exclusive access to over 120... I can barely speak today. What's going on? You get exclusive access to over 120 hours of new Howl original miniseries and audio documentaries like The Complete Woman, Finding the Funny with the Sklar Brothers, and Fruit from uh, Issa Rae. We know her, right? Uh, More than 80 comedy albums. You get all that. And all the archives from WTF with Mark Maron and all the Earwolf shows like Comedy Bang Bang and How Did This Get Made? So... Bottom line, get access to all this exclusive content on your iPhone, your Android phone, and on the web for only $4.99 a month. That's $4.99 a month. And with the promo code Denzel, you get a full month of free trial. That's pretty good, right? That's, you know, all you got to type in is Denzel, full month free, right? So, nice. yeah, right? You agree with that? Yeah. I agree so, with that. So, to redeem your promo code, make sure you create your account on the web at howl.fm and enter code Denzel at checkout. Remember to hear the mysterious secrets of Uncle Bertie's Botanarium along with dozens of original audio miniseries. Go to howl.fm. That's H-O-W-L dot F-M. And use the promo code Denzel for a one-month free trial of Howl Premium. Welcome back to Denzel Washington is the Greatest Actor of All Time Period with W. Kamau Bell, Kevin Avery, and Issa Rae, who soon will be hosting the Meryl Street Podcast with W. Kamau Bell. That's right. It's happening. You have like a James Earl Jones like Don't tell him that. Oh, no, no. No. Oh, that. First of all, never speak in that tone again. That is weirding me out. No, let's talk about Denzel Washington. No! Welcome back, everybody. Oh, no! No! Oh, man. Today on the show, we have Issa Rae. Stop it. And and Baby Kev. So let's get into this. No, absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) I don't don't like you laughing. It was just so disrespectful. (laughs) Come on. I can't let you. You do this. Don't answer. Just. Protest. No, I refuse to acknowledge. <laughs> I don't know who Baby Kev is, but uh, I don't know oh, who this man. person is talking to. Baby it's all, none of it makes sense. Amazing. Oh, good God. Uh, hey, everybody. Welcome back. 
Uh, we are here with Issa Rae, and we are talking about uh, Devil in a Blue Dress mm. today. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. That the nineteen ni- let's give it give it the 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 nineteen ninety five Denzel movie where he plays Easy Rollins based on the oh, books. Man. What? No, I'm listening. But the, oh, no, first I'm sorry. That based that on is the books a- by, based on the books by Walter Mosley. Yeah, and uh, directed by Carl Franklin, who later teamed up with Denzel in a little movie called Out of Time, which is in yep. Kevin's top five. Yeah, that's right. Um, and also, uh, this is this is one of those movies that is. We sort of touched on this earlier. Kind of one of the ultimate Denzel as a sex symbol. Maybe the, I mean, I'm trying to look now and see. It it might be the first one that really, I think, made people go, mm, Denzel. Like, that might have been the, the one. Um, well, Mississippi Masala? No. No, no, no. This is, Was that I mean, not? this is... This is, I mean, yeah. There's a, there was a lot because by the, this comes out in '95, which is post Malcolm X, and this is the he got. We have divided Denzel's career into several eras, Issa, and this is the he okay. got game era when everybody was like, "That's the dude," you know. Yeah. He, was, he was he was definitely it was po- anything post Malcolm X. He's a bona fide legend, you know. Yeah. Right. But, and so in this, and he could kind of do whatever he, he could kind of do whatever he wanted to do. And Devil in Blue Dress was clearly a labor of love. I, I mean, it was I, my biggest disappointment is that it didn't. He didn't continue as Easy Rollins. That I mean, is it, what everyone, yeah. It's like it could have been a, a huge franchise, and especially with Don Cheadle and as Mouse. Like, it was just, they could have done so much with it. And I wonder what happened with like, Did you guys get the background of why that didn't continue? I, I, no. I think, it, I I think, think it's anyone sim- really, I mean, I think it's a, it wasn't really a hit, you know. I mean, it, yeah. well, and, and obviously the people who get to decide that are not, uh, well, how do I put that? White people, but yeah. uh, it wasn't. I think it probably it would have probably had to been such a mega hit to bring it back because you know how they like to be like I don't know if black movies really sell, Ugh. but it wasn't like a. It according to I according to Wikipedia, which is leave it as it is, the budget was twenty seven million and it made sixteen million dollars. Ooh, hmm. which is definitely which is that's yeah that's really not a hit no it matter flopped. what your skin is. I, I I mean, I get. Did we lose him? No, I'm here. Oh, okay. Uh, sorry, you sound like you dropped off for a second. I get. Yeah, I mean, that's. I didn't know that. I had no that's idea. I dropped, that it was that's because I dropped that bomb. That's why. Yeah. Everyone kind of like. It's oh. called. It's called a called knowledge bomb, baby. Kev, a knowledge bomb. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. We're, we're not sure who. We, hmm. <laughs> yeah. She's fighting laughter. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no justice. Um, so yeah, it was it wasn't I think there's a thing there's a style of black movie and it does I think I think things like like Israel you're actually breaking that paradigm but there was a thing where where black movies were only a certain style of black movies and then black people didn't generally support movies outside of that style That's so in true. mass and I yeah. think That's so Robert true. Townsend's career is kind of the career in tribute to that. Like we all saw his movies but we didn't go all see them in the theaters and make them huge mega hits, you this know? This is mm-hmm. true. Yeah. I mean, I would so love I to see something movie, like that today. Would you say, yes, Isa? Sorry. I would love to see that, you know, like in, in Easy Rollins, a, a reboot today. Yeah. I mean, I I think that, and I don't know, you guys might fight me, but Michael B. Jordan might be well on his path to try to take No, we're not going to fight you. We're not going to fight you. We're always looking for the next Denzel. And we actually yeah. had Ryan Coogler on, and he actually sort of, we talked about Devil in the Blue Dress because it was on his list. Yes. And he talked about, well, Ryan Coogler was like, you never know, maybe, maybe uh, MBJ oh, might be. Oh, my God. He does seem like the prime candidate yeah. to be an easy Rollins. Easily. I yeah. mean... <laughs> no pun intended. Uh, <laughs> hey! Y'all saw that! Okay. All three of us lost our minds. <laughs> <laughs> in the, in the, 
one episode. Um, but yeah, this is a character who I, we hear it on on Twitter a lot. People talking about like this. This is a guy people wanted to see. This is a franchise character, right? And uh, I mean, you know, he doesn't do. Uh, he hasn't really done a sequel. And so, yeah. uh, but yet. there's so much source material. Yeah, that's the problem. It it blows my mind. You said it was tw- the the budget was twenty seven million. Twenty seven million, and it made. According, this is according to Wikipedia, and the budget it made sixteen million according to Wikipedia. That's I did not know that. That that's, feels high, first of all, for ninety five. Right. It does, and but, that's. But also, it, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, this is. I mean, that's what's really interesting. Is, to I mean, me. so far we're talking about. I mean, that's not that much <clears throat> money for a movie. You know, I don't know. It's, yeah. <laughs> I, it I was a period piece. That's probably expensive. Yeah, uh, that's true. You know, yeah. d- who knows what Denzel's salary was? Maybe he's like you. You know, maybe he took his regular salary instead of taking a pay cut, which he deserves. Uh, who knows? <laughs> mm. Yeah, I, I but just, I think I, mean, I just think it's one of the things that everybody. It's like everybody saw that movie or claims they saw it. Every black person claims they saw it, but it wasn't like. Well, and also, I there's also this, this thing that like that. It, uh, you know, like sometimes movies aren't really financial hits in the theater, but then they make yeah. a lot yeah. of money in Sleeper like hits. you know like. I, it'd be curious to see how much Friday made in the theater, but certainly it made enough eventually that they're like, let's just keep making them. Absolutely. I mean, I will say that when I put this on my list the first time when you guys, you know, mm-hmm. asked me to make a, a list uh, about what the show, to, which, which movie to talk about, I had it on my list as third. And I swore I had seen it. And I had read the book. I like watch, I was like, oh, I'm going to watch the movie over this weekend just to recap. And I was like, yeah. I have never seen this movie before. <laughs> I only read the book. And so it was like, wow. this, is, That's great. this is amazing. Like, you know, and, 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 it, and it earned a spot. But I, I did not see it in the theaters. So I know you, my family. You put, really it, you, had, you put it on your list to sort of, I feel like I saw it. To talk about it. Yeah, to talk about it, thinking that I had seen it. And it wasn't until, like, first of all, I wow. thought that uh, Daphne's character was blonde. And I, I realized, I thought that because the cover of the book, book she had blonde yeah. hair. Oh, that's really funny. That's crazy. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> so basically, so the reason why it's not a, a series, it wasn't a su- successful series is partially your fault. Sure, my my ten year old self <laughs> didn't go gonna, see it. In I was gonna movies. say that, but yeah, that's what we're all thinking. Oh come on, guys! It's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I go see it now. <laughs> I go see it now in the theaters in a special screening. I also love that L. A. was such a huge. There were two char- yeah. three characters that were my favorite in the film. Of course, Mouse, mm-hmm. Don Cheadle, Breakout, sure. just the best lines ever. The most oh, ride man. or die pinnacle. Like he's the definition of a ride mm-hmm. or die friend. Yeah. Um, a little too ride or die. A little too yeah, ride like, or die. Yeah, he's and, he's ride or die or kill. <laughs> yeah, ride or die or kill. Yeah. Ride or kill, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the second favorite character was just L.A. And, and how they depicted, you know, Central Avenue. Like hearing some of the street names that were um, th- that that featured like the, the 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 wealthier black people, the the classier black people mm-hmm. in L.A. And knowing that. Um, those those areas were more highly esteemed than they were now means so much and and to see just how they treated LA like such a supreme character and my third favorite character was racism it just yeah. played <laughs> it's so such powerful. yeah just a, a a huge part in 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 of course a series of events but it was just handled Carl Franklin did a great job making it jump out but not not making it like a oh the struggle oh, oh how is it right oh woe is us it was just it it happened to be a part of the times it happened mm-hmm. to define you know how how the characters interacted and and I thought it was just really well handled in a way that that felt grounded without yeah. 
you know, making us like, uh, that's my issue with all these slave movies today. It's like, it's taking us back to a period where we're like, where it's more educating white people as opposed to like, it, making it, it something felt, for black people instead of taking right, something yeah. that we all exactly. really telling like. a story and, and just, this felt very you know. much like an homage to film noir that yeah. was for black people well I mean there's that great scene at the very end of the I mean you know the last scene as the yeah. camera pulls back where you you know well even before that you see him he's easy walking down the street and he's kind of looking at his neighborhood mm-hmm. and all the people in the neighborhood and it's sort of it is an uplifting kind of moment at I the understand. end it's not like oh yeah this is it's all horrible. Right. It's a very. It was a very yeah, good these, way of saying these are we people, have this. Well, there's always like he owns his house. I think. Yeah, a, yeah. I think, and yeah, even like the way he, they handled that. Yeah. Uh, it's funny. I'm, well, I'll now I'll be the guy. The it's funny because we talked about this before, and I got in trouble with a lot of Denzels. Yeah, I, you did. I remember seeing this movie in the theater, and I remember my my thing with this movie is I feel like it's almost like the movies. It's like it wants to be. I, I get there's a series of books, but the movie. He gets beat up so much through the movie in one way or another (laughs) that I think I feel like you. I feel like I was. I remember watching the movie when I was a kid, being like, "I want to see him win. Like I want to see him." Mm. It's like it's like and 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 even the scenes where like he with him and Jennifer uh, uh, Beals, Jennifer Jennifer Beals, yeah, Jennifer Mm -hmm. Beals, where you're like, oh, it's it's it sort of feels like. In the scene where they're looks like, uh oh, they about to, they about, to, oh, 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 they're not going. To. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it feels like an origin story to me because of that. Like, yeah, he, well, yeah, he will yeah. eventually, but uh, we just never got to to see that in in these books. But it's it's it's. Still I feel very, like, if they, like it's, I feel like it feels like a prequel. But I was like, I think you need to see. I think it needed to be. I mean, I feel like you wanted. I wanted to see him more in the middle of the thing. It's like you know yeah. when they do like mm-hmm. they they keep rebooting the Spider Man movies. And they are the Batman movies. They always spend very little time on how to be Spider-Man. Usually they go, and a couple weeks later, he was Spider-Man. Like, you right. know, you sort of yeah. fast forward through that. This is like, they really, this is really, like you said, this is like a prequel to later, which would have been more, I would imagine, more action-filled, more sort of sus- more action-y movies, I would imagine. I take that point. Yeah, but I also think that it was, I really think this was a movie about Denzel figuring it out. Or, or yeah. easy figuring it out, which is why you have this mouse character who's there to just sort of beat folks into submission and and do the things that because um, <clears throat> I know what you're saying, Kamal, and I know you want you want look. I love a good action it's like, movie. It's I like, like it's it. like I mean, it sort of feels like James, like if a James Bond movie, if he was like getting like James Bond gets beat up, but then the third act is he's beating up everybody and he's yeah. having sex with all the women who will allow him to. Yeah, it was a slow burn because I feel like he's he's gonna get there, and it almost feels yeah. like. Even Mouse would be his his flash yeah. to mm-hmm. use the yeah. or what was the Green Goblin's name the Green Goblin's son's name like oh, when they start uh, Harry, Harry Osborne, Harry yeah. Osborne where they started off his best friend <clears throat> it feels like yeah. Mouse could be his nemesis you know he even has that great line at the end when he's like you know are, should you stay friends with people even if they're not great yeah. people you know yeah I just I mean. I I, I feel it, it was the movie. It was so grounded, though. It's it sort was. of like what you said. It's so it didn't. They didn't take a single element and put it over the top. Right. They they kept it very well grounded, and I feel like it, you could have <clears throat> you could have very easily made this too actiony. Yep. And and I so I guess I liked it. You know, it, for me, it was a perfect amount of of you know someone getting their ass whooped. Even if it was <laughs> yep. Denzel sometimes, but or someone who was getting their ass whooped by you know by Don Cheadle by Mouse, um, so I don't know. I, like I, for, I didn't mind it for so me much. when I saw that movie. Denzel was basically like my when I saw that movie. He was basically like my my uh, 
like my surrogate dad that I didn't see that often. And I have a father. Let me be clear about that. So he's to this. I know I had a dad. Go but, ahead and clarify. Like, Denzel really was like a father figure for me. And so to see him in this movie, you're like, stop beating up my dad. Like, yeah. I just felt like it really, I took it personally. I uh, See, I didn't see it in the theater. I didn't see it till. Oh. Uh, get, so you're also you know. a part of the reason this isn't a successful. I'm franchise. part of the problem. Oh, how are you just gonna hold out on that and leave me hanging? <laughs> I know. To try? I forgot to. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Welcome to how this is how Baby Kev operates. Lisa. I'm glad you, I'm glad you finally found out. <laughs> I did forget to mention that. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> this is a this is a leave you out to dry Negro. Let me be clear about that. Well, that is the second time in a week you have said that, and everyone knows, Kamal, you are one for throwing somebody under a bus. Ooh, so man. I don't want to. I don't want to hear it. No, no, no. You, I'll throw you under the bus, but you'll leave me under the. I'll throw you under the bus and say, "Come on, I'm sorry. Let me get you out of there." But you'll just leave a. You'll leave a Negro under a bus. Uh, you know. What are you, you going to do? I'll be under the bus. Can I at least get a ride home? Nah, man. All right, thanks, <laughs> Jeez. Whatever. Uh, so there. Here's the other thing about this movie, though. Um, just I. I feel like there's a ton of Denzelishness in it. I feel like even if he's not beating up folks left and right, mm-hmm. you're still getting that. It's a very intense brooding Denzel. So you're getting. You are still getting like a badass kind of dude. You're getting the guy giving you the thousand yards. You know, Denzel's got that thousand yard stare. Mm-hmm. And then the then the walk. The walk was, I, I like, yes. The, what was the walk? When he walked away from being confronted in the alleyway, I want to feel like. When he walked away, he got dropped off by the pedophile, gov, uh, pedophile mayor. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. he dropped him off in the car. Oh, and he was like yeah. left in that freeway tunnel. Mm-hmm. And the way that he walked off coolly after that yeah. was just mm-hmm. like. Did you not? Did you not just fear for your life? And you're walking away yeah. with so much swagger? <laughs> like, how yeah. do you. Who does like? How do you do that? That is what you go to see. A, that's what you go to a Denzel movie for, among other things. You go to see that. But did you that guys walk. think that? Did you see Denzel? Did you watch this movie and say, "Oh, that's Denzel playing Easy Rollins"? No, I. I mean, it's weird because I'm. You're very aware that it's Denzel because that's sort of the, the reason, especially now because we do that. You know, that's the reason why I'm watching the movie, but. He definitely, it wasn't a, I wasn't watching a guy acting like Easy I was just watching Easy Rollins. Yeah, and that's what I appreciate. I feel mm-hmm. like later Denzel gets, like I, I'm watching Denzel. Yeah. I mean, well, we, yeah, I we think, talk about I, the I old man I action. I, I think that a lot of the movie, because he's playing such against type, like he is this dude who's like, he's a, like it's like something like Manchurian Candidate. He's a broken man who's trying to yeah. rebuild himself. Right, yeah. right, right. But like, what do you, like, you're talking about his his later like the Equalizer and then things like yes. that, or um, Equalizer, Safe House. I felt like I wasn't watching a character. I was. I I know that it's. I mean, I'm watching yeah. Denzel play a role at that point, and that's kind of how I feel about Will Smith. Even as like, I felt like Ali is the only time where I've been like, oh, mm-hmm. I lost you. Like I don't. I don't see Will Smith. And, whereas Denzel, I felt that way about all of his roles. Like yeah. I only see the role until more recent films. He, um, that's funny. Will Smith, I, I watched the, uh, what was it? Uh, Concussion. Concussion. Mm-hmm. And that was the issue I had with that movie. You're I was like, like I, this is Will Smith. That's Will. That's Doing a fake the, mustache. Yeah. I see, no, I see, I hear you. Why are you talking like that, Will? <laughs> like, it was a weird, it was, yeah, that was very strange. But for, for me, I, I feel like the thing that we're seeing with Denzel in these later films is, uh, almost like him, it's this, 
I don't know, like all. Uh, I mean, this, this is majestic this is the, type this is of thing. I you mean, know what I'm saying? What were what you, you saying? Well, I was just saying. I I feel like a great because a great example is Safe House. Mm-hmm. He yeah. he looks different. He comes off. It's still Denzel, yep. but it's him playing the different. Uh, you know what it is? It's a different version of Denzel. It's a different version of Denzel, but yeah, but I still see like it's still. It's Denzel. It's still him. Yeah. I, I, like I can't get lost in the role, but yeah. I, I'm like, oh, I'm watching this amazing perform. I'm watching Denzel kill whoever yeah. he's playing right now. Yeah, Malcolm yeah. X is Malcolm. Yeah, he, even as with Denzel, you're looking at Malcolm X. Mm-hmm. You're looking at uh, you know uh, Easy Rollins when you yes. know when you're watching this movie. But when you are watching uh, 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 you know The Equalizer, you're definitely watching a bald Denzel. Right. Go. I'm Denzel, and mm-hmm. I'm gonna. This is what yeah. I'm gonna well, do. I mean, for me, I feel like in his third act, he's doing a lot of this thing where it's like, you know, where it's like, I'm not. He's probably like, he's not gonna. He's never gonna get offered probably in his lifetime a role the equivalent of Malcolm X, just because that's how it works yeah. when you get to be an actor of a certain age, and it happens mm-hmm. to actresses much younger. Yeah. And it's like, well, I'm gonna have fun in the roles that I can do. Like I'm gonna, and I'm also right. gonna try to put my spin on them because the Equalizer could have just been fun. But he yeah. made that guy kind of a brooding, conflicted person. You know, oh, so yeah. it's like it's not it's it's way more intense than it than it needed to be. It's like a the dude who's really have, do I want to make these decisions? But and then I look and go, and then you go, Well, why is he doing these roles? And you go, on some level it's like oh, to do the work that he the other work he wants to do, I would imagine. You know, right. like, like yeah. you talk about with the August Wilson plays. But do you think it's also an audience thing? Do you I think it's hard to knowing he is Denzel. I and and there is definitely an definitely an excitement to seeing his movies. Like, I mean, Magnificent Seven is coming out. Oh, I'm so good. And I can't and I'm just gonna be in the theater like, okay, look at him go. Go Denzel. Like I and I yeah, feel there's, like there's an aspect on me. of like you you're excited to see you're you're aware that you're watching Denzel do it and it's like yeah. it's fun but to it's, see Denzel ride a horse. Like, but there's also like, the element of like Magnificent Seven. Because I still wasn't excited about I mean, what what, what was the last movie that you had? Uh Okay. Was Equalizer the last one? I wasn't excited about Equalizer, but I am excited as hell about Magnificent Seven just yeah. because of what the franchise is mm-hmm. uh, or was, and you know that they're adding a black character who will be Denzel. Yeah, but I will say that, like you know, um, I'm just I'm just gauging. Well, first I want to go back to something that you guys said. He'll never be offered another role like Malcolm X again. Do you guys think that peak that Malcolm X was his peak, his peak performance? I that I don't know. I don't believe that. I, I mean, I, mean, I, think, I think that's that, the I, ultimate I that that's, performance of that, his. Of all the roles, of far. all the roles that Denzel played, that's the one that's going to be talked about in Hollywood. Hit. That's the one they're going to be like. Just when they're talking about great acting performances, that's probably the that's the first Denzel role I think you talk about. But I think you stack that up against all great performances against De Niro. That's why the podcast is Pacino. Whoever you want to think the great actors are, yeah. he dug into that character as deeply as anybody ever dug into any right, character. Right. 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 Yeah, I mean, look, in uh, three years, there may be something else that he does that no one saw coming. This is that, true. You know, but I think when you look at his entire body of work, right now, that's the one that's the, that's the ultimate Denzel, I think, performance. And let's be clear, that's just the high score of a lot of high scores. Right, <laughs> right, right. That's the yeah. highest you know. score, yes. Um, but, but, but I think know. that's the one, if you, put in a, if you have a time capsule and you can only put one Denzel Washington film in there. Uh, I think you put Malcolm X in there before. No offense, you know, like the preacher's wife. <laughs> okay, you wife. didn't have to throw my. Whoa, I see it now. Just through my shit. You see what I'm talking about? You see? It. Yeah, yeah. They smile in your face. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh, the OJ's. Oh. We bring it all back around. It's a callback to OJ Simpson. 
Oh, come on. That was great. Why you have to? Uh, all right. So, well, why don't we rate this? Um, what do you, we've rated this before, and I will. I will tell you what uh, previously. <laughs> What first of all, I don't. We, I guess we should uh, explain the rating system, but I'm not going to do it. Why don't we? Why don't we explain it in song? And you know what? Go ahead. Ask your question. So I know that you guys featured this film before, mm-hmm. and you know uh, I didn't get to listen to that because I didn't want my opinion to be skewed. Mm-hmm. But you had a in the description. You had a a, a portion where you talked about. With the trees meant. I didn't know what the. I wasn't sure what the what the deal was with the tree guy. So nobody. So I no. feel like somebody gave no, we, us an we, answer on Twitter. I have a theory. What was the answer? But on I Twitter? don't. But I don't remember what it was. Like okay. a couple of people were like, "No, I think it's that." But I don't. I don't think ever we ever landed on like a solid position. Damn. But okay. what do you? What is your theory? My theory is very stupid and conspiracy theory and outlandish. Uh oh. But. Great I'm classic just, black people. Let's dig in. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I think the tree man was foreshadowing what would be to come in those areas in L.A. I think that he was the early version of a crackhead. Ooh. Oh. Okay. I think trees symbolize... <laughs> I just, I just realized the position. Wow, no you, one else can you, see it. When my you laugh in the middle steeple. of your conspiracy theory, that's not a good sign. <laughs> no, I'm doing right. something, and I, didn't, I think she's left. Okay. Um, trees, marijuana, marijuana, drugs, drugs, crack cocaine, <laughs> 80s epidemic. He was always trying to, like, he was always on neighbors' lawns. And even in that wide shot, when he's seeing his neighborhood, and he's seeing um, the future, and, and 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 having pride in his community. You still see the tree man off in the distance. Yeah, the crackhead to come. That is a very interesting uh, that's, observation. That's, now we're now just no 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 judgment. Wait a minute, I I no I I can I we, kind can, of like that. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, yeah, we, we can, can hear, hear you. Now. Yeah, okay, sorry. you were coming in uh, and out, there was but some, there was some doubling happening. Uh, no judgment. Uh, were you maybe uh, uh, with some trees when you watched the movie? <laughs> <laughs> I should have been. It would have been more clear. It would have been more in depth had I been. No judgment. I'm in Northern California. No judgment. Just, just curious. Point of clarification. I should have. Wait, so there is really no clarification about what the tree guy was supposed to represent. I mean, was he just in the book and he carried over? I, I don't. I wish I had. I could bring this tweet up, but when the tweet did, the, did the tweet make sense to you at the time? I think when someone sent it to me, I was like, yeah, okay, I, yeah, sure, I get that. But I don't know. I don't know if we ever settled on uh, really what it what it was. It was interesting that the neighborhood like rallied around him as a. A bad force, like get away from our trees. This is well, I've, yeah. I've I've got the definitive answer here. I looked oh, up okay. tree. Shit. Gu- I okay. looked up tree man, devil in a blue dress, and now I'm on a Yahoo Answers page. So I have the okay. definitive okay. answer. And so here, mm-hmm. so here it is. So now we will know from now on. It could be what uh, you know. You had a good theory, but this is the definitive answer again. A Yahoo Answers page is where things get answered definitively. So sure, the, yeah. The question is: in the film Devil in a Blue Dress, why is there one guy always trying to cut down the neighborhood trees? And the best answer, according to the Yahoo Answer pages, I reckon that he is the neighborhood idiot. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
we can we can put your conspiracy theory to rest because we have it answered on the Yahoo Answers page. Thank you, the internet. You always know what the right answer is. Okay. I reckon. I reckon. I reckon. That's what, up I reckon that. he's the neighborhood idiot. Okay. Oh, man. Oh, the internet comes through again. That was... So All right. Well, Denzel, it's just it's funny. The, the answer below that, that didn't get voted down is the author is using metaphoric imagery to suggest the underlying theme is whenever anything puts down roots, something comes along bent on destruction. Ooh, so, that, that uh, didn't get voted. No, nope. that one didn't. No. That one didn't. No, neighborhood idiot. Number one answer. He's a neighborhood idiot. Come on, how could you not see it? The internet did. Oh my before, God. before we go, before we get to the rating, because we're about to rating, I know we're sort of stretching this out, but there's also, this is, in some ways, Denzel's sexiest role. He actually does have sex in the movie, which happens very rarely. But, mm-hmm. uh, sure does. It's not, it's it's bad sex. It's I mean, I don't know if, it, I mean, I think they had a good time, but it's like, there's uh, sort of a, she, oh, right. She hit her spot several times, according to her, so. Yes, yes, but it's also like, it's her husband is passed out right there, if I remember correctly. This is true. That's uh, a, it's, a, it's awkward sex. Awkward, yeah, not un unchristian sex, and uh, <laughs> so and then at the end he like there's a time where he can have this the Jennifer Beale and again like I said they were like no 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 is uh, do you have any thoughts on the unchristian sex Issa Rae? I do. I I think that she was the last sex that he was the last sex that she had because of course she died, mm-hmm. um, and it seemed like. A great way to go out. Like you had sex with Denzel Washington, <laughs> yeah. and like you saw who her boyfriend was. She was not yeah. really checking for him in the first yeah. place, and so I think that she went out on a on a high note. I didn't think okay. that it was unchristian. I thought that <laughs> she was a woman who knew what she wanted, and she wanted. She literally said to herself, "Denzel could get it. Come to my spot, and I'll give you the information that you need. And if you're checking for this white girl, right. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop giving you the goodness." And he was like, "No, I just got hired." <laughs> and they continued to make sweet love, and then she died. So I, I think that she got everything that she wanted. She was a woman who who, who went after what she wanted. <laughs> hashtag <right>. life goals. <laughs> hashtag life goals. Okay, there let's you go. Let's this movie. Let's let I like, I like the movie. breakdown. So first, yeah, let's. I'm, we're going to describe the rating system to you. Okay. Uh, and um, it's a, it's a fairly simple. Uh, rating system based on the um, Malcolm X slash Denzel um, speech, the the Denzel Malcolm X speech. You know what I'm saying? Yes. I'm just gonna play the. You'll, oh, you'll okay. get it right here. So this is the Redux. Oh, I see it! I see it again. The number one rating would be if you give it a one. I got took. The number two, I was led astray. Number three, uh, I give it a hoodwink. So number four, uh, you'd say ran amok. And number five. Bamboozle. A very special spe- for just, I guess, where the Denzel is just is so far off the bar. This is what he does. This is what he does. This one's my nigga. My- <laughs> oh. oh. That's what we doing. Okay. All right. <laughs> so that makes sense, right? Uh, Ab- yes, absolutely clear. Uh, 100%. Uh, five, <laughs> clear. five star rating system. <laughs> Okay. One through one through five. Uh, yeah. One through six, technically. So one through six. Yeah, yeah. One through six. Ultimately, my nigga, right? Uh, the, no, that's the, actually a seven. That's actually a seven. Technically, yeah. you know, that doesn't happen that often. <laughs> we make it complicated. Uh, six is uh, is uh, this is what he does. Oh, okay. Yeah. So uh, I'll just to give you now. Uh, Kamau gave this a a let astray. Previously, Whoa. which is which is a two. Uh, is that a two? I get. It. I know that's it's not, a not that's a two. 
Jeez. He really he really did not like Denzel getting beat up. I just, I, I just it hurts my feelings. I, I, all right, fine. Uh, I gave it a run amok. I gave Is that it a, a four? four. I would I would say that that's mine. I would give it a run amok. There you go. Um, it is Denzel at I think his best. He made voiceovers sound cool, and some of those lines were absolutely ridiculous. But he just legitimized <laughs> it in such a way. He's such a pioneer, and I think that this is again. I wanted a franchise, and I'm sad that Kevin didn't go support it in the theaters. Okay, <laughs> man, that bus okay. came through again, oh, wow. didn't it? Get you back. I'm uh, sorry. All right. No. No, we are we are I We're all even. we've all thrown each other under the bus. This is true. <laughs> We're all guilty of this. this yes, we we've so, all uh, suffered you know. today. We've all suffered equally. We really have. Yeah, we really have. So all right, well there you go. Uh two run amucks from myself and Isa and of still uh Kamal led astray. <laughs> you still you're still led astray? I'm just gonna stand not, by it. I just have to. He's not I, gonna you change. Know, I, I'm, I, I, the pod, I, This is my podcast about Denzel Washington. I can't say. <laughs> I, I can't say he does everything to my satisfaction. I just, I'm gonna stand by it. Even if when you just found out, if everything, about if my everything trees? gets, if the, everything gets, a, this is what he does. Then it looks <laughs> foolish. So I have to ha- sometimes have to be outside. The That's day. fair. You're the, a fair man. All right. Well, there you go. Uh, Issa, anything else coming up that you would like to talk about? Or uh... um, as I mentioned, my book comes out, a paperback version in June. Mm-hmm. Look out for Insecure. Look at that. Very soon. By very soon, I mean fall or winter. Okay. Um, and please listen to Fruit Podcast on how. It's so great. You can binge listen. It'll take you into a world. We're doing um, narrative podcasts. We're taking it back to the most primitive form of storytelling, just you and the narrator. So listen, please. All right. There and you Howl go. Is, and Howl is, we're part of the Howl family. So that's, uh, you know. Here we are. So okay, so support family. your family. Yes. That's right. Absolutely. That's right. Uh, well, uh, Kamal, what do you got going on? Anything coming up you want to talk about? Share? Uh, what do I got coming up? Uh, you know, the United Shades of America coming on CNN April 24th. Uh, my Showtime comedy special has officially been announced with a date. Uh, yes! April, 20, April 29th, my first one-hour comedy special entitled Semi-Prominent Negro. <laughs> Congratulations. Right, I cannot wait to watch. Thank you. There you Thank go. you very much. Uh, and I don't know. I, I uh, if you uh, you want, if you're watching last week tonight with John Oliver, keep watching. And uh, also, uh, thanks for people who have been supporting White Flight on ComedyCentral.com. Uh, keep checking that out. That's that's fun. A little fun uh, web series made with uh, Matt Bronger. Um, and otherwise, uh, that's it. Thank you very much to East Ray for joining us. Oh man, thank where, you guys so much for having. And where can me. people find you online if they want to get oh, in touch yeah. with you? You can find me at Issa Ray everywhere. All right, cool. There you go. All I'm right. at W. Kamal Bell. He's at Kevin Avery. Also follow mm-hmm. Denzelitz at Denzelitz on Twitter and on Facebook for your parents. All right. That's <laughs> – wow. There you go. And uh, also go to uh, com, and uh, that's the website, and check all our stuff out and all the information about this episode and other episodes as well. And that's it. Thanks again to Issa Rae. Thanks for listening. Guys, we will see you later. Denzelitz, I just got that. I just got it. There you go. <laughs> That's brilliant. There you go. Thank you so much, guys. This is fun. Thank you so much for fun. doing this. Thank this is great. Yes. great. Thank you. 
next week on Denzel Washington is the greatest actor of all time, period. He's got yeah. the same well, and, and you know he transformed himself into somebody else. Mm-hmm. But he's when he's walking with Kevin Klein early in the film, he's got that same the shoulders. And I was trying to break down like what what is it? Yeah, you know, like his his shoulders twist, like he's on one of those like I don't know like Susan <laughs> Summers like core machines. Yeah, yeah. Like, like his shoulders arms point. are a little bit bowed. Yeah, his arms are bowed, and that like his right shoulder might come like underneath his chin uh-huh. when he's walking. You oh. know, and his left shoulder might come underneath his chin. It's like a full rotation. Like he's doing a core workout while he's walking. <laughs> Hey, how's it going? This is Chris Gethard. Hey, Chris Gethard. I'm Anonymous. Hey, Earwolf listeners. My new show is called Beautiful Stories from Anonymous People. Every week, I open the phone line to one anonymous caller, and I can't hang up first, no matter what happens. It's going to surprise you. I could catch this train. You're going to jump on that train? Yeah, I think I'm going to try and stay on the call. I don't know how much time we have. Ooh, I would love that. Move you. I would rather go out having done something or try to do something really great. Make you laugh. I also sing about poop. I love to sing about poop. It's beautiful anonymous. One phone call, one hour, no names, no holds barred. Listen on Earwolf.com, iTunes, or your favorite podcasting app. This has been an Earwolf production. Executive produced by Scott Ackerman, Adam Sachs, and Chris Bannon. For more information and content, visit Earwolf.com. Earwolf.com